0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Inner Warm Up, where your inner work begins. My name is Taylor Elise Morrison. I'm the founder of Inner Workout. And today we've got A different expert guest on. We have Jen Sway. She is a holistic life coach and she's joining us for a taking care with episode where she's going to share a little bit about what it looks like for her to take care. Want to know how growth starts? With asking yourself the right questions. Our free take care assessment asks you 75 questions that get to the root of what you need most right now. After completing the assessment, you'll get a PDF profile with practices based on your results. Head to the link in our show notes to take care today. But before we get into self-care specifics, Jen, I want to hear a little bit more about you and the work that you do.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on, Taylor. I'm very excited to be here. Um, hi, everyone. I am Jen Sway. I'm the founder of Jen Sway Health, and I am a holistic life coach helping women who are struggling with perfectionism, burnout, and negative self-talk that really want to stop feeling constantly stressed and dead inside. So I started my practice after going in through like my own personal growth journey after hitting rock bottom with depression, anxiety, constant burnout, gut health issues, like all the things, toxic relation, disordered eating. you know, And that was perfect on paper, but a total mess withering away like a soul, like my soul was just rotting away on the inside. And to be honest, for over a decade, I didn't realize what was actually going on mentally and emotionally. I just felt like I was on autopilot all throughout high school and in the beginning of college. So I never really was able to create a space for myself to explore my thoughts and my feelings. And everything from suicidal thoughts to diet mentality, Um, was just normalized for me and neglecting my health for the sake of a grade that was normalized for me. But I finally hit rock bottom uh, my freshman year of university and was hospitalized for three days. And I realized that my very neglected mental health state literally controlled my whole life. And whether I wanted to admit it or not, whether or not I, you know, was dealing with it on a conscious level or not, it was the truth. And it still is because life is just a set of thoughts and feelings. So I decided to change. I quickly realized that the traditional medical model for mental health was not helpful to me at all. It lacked empathy and humanization. So I went on on my own after about two months of therapy and medication, which was helpful and unhelpful in some level with the intention of changing the direction of where my life was going. So that really led me into what I'm doing now because in the following two years, I completely transformed my life. I focused on the outer and inner work, which is why I love what you're doing here, Taylor with inner workout, but I focused a lot on that outer and inner work doing things I thought I would never do like meditate, say cheesy affirmations. I said, screw it to classes that I didn't care about and just focused on finally, you know, having a regular sleep schedule, taking care of myself and making peace with my body and food. So I got to a place where I could really fully finally see myself completely, really after understanding who I was and in that journey, also creating purpose in my life. So I could just accept myself just as is. And to this day, I haven't stopped. I keep growing. I have my own coaches. I absorb the teachings from various books and podcasts. I maintain my self-care routines pretty easily because I know how valuable it is for my quality of life. And I just feel so at ease and happy and honestly, like successful just because Um, Not because that was the goal of the whole thing, but it was an inevitable result of me having agency and taking leadership in my life. So that's what I offer now in my practice. And my coaching practice is really simply a powerful, safe, and expansive container for women to embark on a self-love journey so they can finally express their authentic self, create real meaningful changes, just like I did, and confidently step into every area in their life. Wow, Jen, thank you so much
0: for sharing not only your story, but how it led to the work that you get to do day to day. It's such a powerful representation as I was sitting here of, well, first of all, just what we're steeped in. Like so many of us grew up in diet culture. So many of us grew up with the sense that you might feel exhausted or burned out, but the productivity is more important than our own mental health. And so to hear how you acknowledge that and also were able to create some really powerful shifts in your life is for me really encouraging to hear transparently to you and to the people who will be listening to this. Today was like a rough mental health day for me. And generally I feel like I have all these practices that support me, but today I felt like I needed to... Approach my care with more intention than even I normally do. And so it was just a gift for me to hear how you've consistently, you started doing the stuff that like felt weird or cheesy. And I was giggling as you were mentioning the piece about the affirmations, because I've got some affirmations on my laptop now, which sometimes I'm like, is this cheesy or is this helpful? But I lean towards the it's helpful part too. But just what a beautiful encouragement to me in this moment, and hopefully to people who are listening as well. And then that you get to pay it forward by doing this as your work.
1: Yeah, I appreciate you sharing um, your thoughts and everything. And I resonate with the idea of like (laughs) some days are just not your greatest days mentally and like to be able to take that time for yourself. So I also applaud you on recognizing that because for me, that took a long time. It was a while for me to be able to connect with myself emotionally at that level and to show up for myself because of the toxic productivity that we all have within us that is very masculine. And I think that's a really good segue into what we're gonna be talking about with embodiment.
0: Mm. Yes, it it definitely
1: is. So if you
0: aren't familiar with these episodes. I bring on guests who have taken our take care assessment and I asked them on to share their tips and practices for whatever area they've scored the highest in. And so when Jen took the take care assessment, her highest area was embodiment, which falls under the physical dimension. And it's all about being in your body and being aware of how your body moves through space. So Jen, I'm really curious to hear what embodiment looks like in your daily life.
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, I would just like to point out that the assessment that you have for inner workout is awesome. I really liked it. It was, it was really enjoyable to do it and to think of things in the ways that you worded it. And embodiment was definitely my highest because I think for so long it was such a struggle for me honestly like with disordered eating patterns with hating my body so much and trying to change it through exercise through diets and all these things I really learned to become aware of my body when I saw that. Like uh, like just everything I was doing for it, everything that I was doing that was harming it and everything that I was doing to help it when I was in a healing journey. And so for me, when it comes to embodying, embodiment, it's really being in my body and creating awareness uh, all throughout time. So personally, the top three things that I did for it was movement, nourishment, and trust and surrender in my body. Uh, I was thinking about the third part and I was like, maybe it's rest and recovery. And I I dove deeper into it. And it was really the sense of trust and surrender to your body. So I'll explain like each one a little bit more. So, for me, being intentional with movement, I need to move my body, whether that's dancing, or weightlifting, boxing, hiking, walking, stretching, whatever it is. And my relationship with movement growing up was that I was, you know, always a sporty person. I, I would rather play with the boys and like go do kickball or four or whatever. But I just always liked to move. I liked sports. I enjoyed the, just like the feeling afterwards, the endorphins of post workouts or post um, games and stuff. And for me to be able to begin a place where now I was moving for enjoyment. Kind of like back when I was a kid, I went through that phase where um, you work out just to like lose weight, you, right? It's like you work out because you hate your body and you want to change your body, not because you love your body and you want to give it the best you know, opportunity to to grow and to be strong and all these things. So when I changed my intention to move because I love my body, because I want it to be a well-oiled machine, that's where I was able to come at it where it was helping me with my emotional health and gain physical control of my body, just becoming aware of like how to use my body efficiently, how to really use things like my breath to regulate my emotions, to regulate, you know, anything. And when you become really aware of your body, it also allows you to pinpoint things like where you feel stress, where you feel anger, just, you know, being able to feel like the tightness in your chest and stuff, feeling, Things in your, in your mind, feeling the constriction of your mind when you're stressed out and angry, even feeling joy, right? You just get to be in this full body emotion, which is awesome. And that's one of the things I started with was just movement, any type of movement. And then the second part of it was my nourishment. So for me, I practice intuitive eating and I'm also vegan. I've been vegan for over five years now and I love it. (laughs) It completely changed my life. And for me, it was noticing, it started with like noticing just how I physically felt after having certain foods, like Uh, having cherries versus having ice cream. Or uh, for me personally, I know that if I have a lot of chickpeas or a lot of cauliflower, it doesn't sit well with my digestive system, right? I had a lot of gut health issues when I was in high school and it wasn't until college where I realized like the connection between stress and also the actual food I was eating that was having impact on me. So for me, nourishing my body now looks like eating what makes me feel physically good. And I could only create that awareness by trial and error and by intentionally taking notes and looking at how I felt and to try different things, right? Instead of coming at it from, you know, you have to eat a certain way, you have to have this diet, everyone's like loves keto or paleo or, you know, the calorie count. And it's just not the way it has to be. It's not because when you restrict yourself, it, creates a diet mentality where you uh, restrict binge and then you feel guilty and you do it all over again. Right. So I had to move away from all of that, really practice this intuitive eating method where it was about honoring my hunger, honoring my fullness, feeling full versus satiated and seeing how that felt in my body and also eating according to my values. Right. For me, being vegan was all about me being able to have my mind at ease when I ate so that I already had like all the stress of you know, trying to eat healthy or, you know, certain calories or whatever, but then getting rid of the stress of knowing what I'm eating is not harming the planet. It's not harming any animals. It's not, you know, destroying our agriculture, all these different things. So being on a plant-based diet eased my mind and also my gut. Um, I found it a lot easier to digest food and not feel so heavy all the time. And I used to be a straight up carnivore. Like literally I would cry when my parents tried to make me eat vegetables growing up. I didn't start like regular eating vegetables and making vegetables for my meals and stuff until high school. So I was pretty late in the game. So now me being full vegan is like, what? Like seriously, if I can do it, anyone can do it. But it allowed me to really develop a trust in my body to be able to tell me what it wants and to give it to it. And that leads me to my third point of trust and surrender in your body. So this idea of trust between your spirit and your soul or your heart and your mind, whatever you want to use in terms of spirit and the vessel that you are in, AKA your body, that trust and the relationship between that is so crucial to up leveling your embodiment because what it looks like is sleeping when you're tired right? Choosing to stop drinking alcohol because you don't feel good when you do it. Um, knowing that you need to hydrate your body because, oh, you feel crampy or, you know, you're tired, but you will you know, you had enough rest and all these things. So like, why are you feeling tired? All these different things, being able to rest and take a break from work, even if that's like an hour or a day, or even if it's just take it easy for weeks, these are all things that I needed to do for myself. And, knowing that I'm not just going to turn into a blob or never work again. Okay. Cause that's just not me to be able to trust myself for me to listen and surrender to caring for my body, the way that it's telling me it wants to be cared of so that I can experience life more fully and be more present and be more productive actually, because I choose to listen and surrender to my body. Wow, there is so much good stuff packed in there, Jen.
0: And what I loved hearing too is even though we talk about the five dimensions of well-being and they've got these sub-dimensions as if they're separate, like we are such integrated beings. And so hearing how tools like regulating your breath helps you connect to your physical body, but also then be in touch with your thoughts and your emotions and I love, this is a journey that I'm on personally, but figuring out like what foods feel good in my body that gets into some of the body awareness pieces to you. And I, I personally, I, I go back and forth. I've done sober curiosity and not drink for over six months. And now I'll occasionally drink when it feels good. And I have such a, a much more granular idea of what alcohol does feel good and what doesn't. And sometimes I can have a sip of a certain wine and sometimes my body's like, nope, it's mm-hmm. absolutely not right now. And it's it gets me excited because it's all about self-exploration. Like we can talk about between us, what works for us individually, but anyone listening, like this is work that you get to do on your own and you will be able to one day have these specific things. Like who would have thought that cauliflower for you or chickpeas doesn't sit well on your stomach? Like (laughs) you had to really get to know yourself to know that.
1: Yeah. And I think it's a, it's honestly a really fun process too. I think when I did this, when I started this journey, especially with food and um, with the intention of feeling good in my body, not like with the intention of losing weight. Right. I remember this was like early college and I was found it stressful at first. So I had gone to like a, my was it GI doctor and they had diagnosed me with IBS and that has like an unknown cause, right? It's just like inflammation. It's called irritable bowel syndrome, right? And there's different ways that it can affect your body. And just not being able to have an answer, I was like, okay, I'm not going to accept that. There has to be something that I can do to manage this. I don't want to live like this forever. It was the same thing with my mental health. I just had to decide that this was not going to be my fate. I was not going to be on medication for the rest of my life. Like with this specifically, I don't know if CMI, but you know, I was taking Miralax right um, on a daily basis for us. Like a, I don't know how many months because that's what the doctor had told me that that's all I could do for it. And I was like, there's no freaking way I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. There's just not. I, I refuse to do this every single day. And so I did my own research. I you know worked with a nutritionist. Um, And I think that's another important thing is to not try to do everything yourself, that, you know, this is why professionals exist, We're we're creatures that are not supposed to be completely independent, just like how our lives are so intertwined, right, with our mental health, our physical health, our occupational health, relational health, all these things, just like that, we're also intertwined beings, on this earth that are meant to have support and to have guidance from other people. So I reached out to like nutritionists when I was in school, um, talked about the FODMAP diet, right? Learned about that, reached out to plant-based nutritionists and reached out to talk vulnerably to my friends and asked and having those conversations about something like gut health and poop, right? Like when you can have a conversation about poop with your friends, you know, you're close. And so all that support really helped me really find this way into my current diet and just becoming aware and it was really stressful when I was trying to do it on myself when I first found out about FODMAP I was like oh my gosh I have to like eliminate all these foods and then see about all the stuff and add it in and blah 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 but when I took it from a less serious approach and just opened my curiosity right opened my curiosity to see like how does my body respond what do I want to do today what do I want to eat today You know. What is it that I want to drink today? Why am I drinking this? Why am I eating this? And diving into my own answers and my own wisdom, right? Then I was making decisions from my power, right? It wasn't from diffusing it to other people and doing things because other people are telling me to, but it was really empowering to step into it with this place of I am in control of my body. I get to see what it does, I get to, you know, give it the opportunity to tell me and to have this open dialogue with my physical self and then show up for it, right? Show up for it every time I decide to eat and every time I decide to travel, right? I also get to decide if I want to ignore certain things, right? Like if I know that um, if I have like a whole ice cream bar that, you know, I feel a little bit sluggish after whatever, but that's just what I want to do, then like, hey, I can respect myself, I know what it is that's gonna happen, and I am willing to to deal with that later on, right? So it's things like that that um, I find it really fun to be on this journey, um, instead of having to look at it so stressful. It's like, if you can open yourself up to be playful, to be curious, to really just discover for fun, right? Take it like exploration, then it becomes natural, it becomes more sustainable for you in the long run.
0: Yeah, I think you're exactly right. And one piece I want to highlight before we close it up is I love that you mentioned like there is value, even though we talk, actually, even though that that even sounds, as I'm saying, even though as if there's some type of juxtaposition when really it's both things are true. You are your own best expert. And also there are people who have depths of expertise in other areas that they can then help you apply to your own life. And that's why at Inner Workout, we talk about having a self-care support system that includes your self-care practices and working with partners like nutritionists and therapists and a myriad of other practitioners, and then the products too, supporting that. So it is meant to be really holistic because yeah, we aren't meant to go it alone. And that's where even when you're doing all the self-care things, it can start to feel really, really heavy when you're trying to carry that burden for yourself. Ma'am, Jen, you dropped like so many gems. I feel like people might have to listen to this twice because you were just like, giving so many things from your story and experience that I was nodding along and also like, oh yeah, maybe I need to check in on that for myself. So if people are listening and they want to connect with you further, where can they find you?
1: Yeah. Well, you guys can find me on Instagram at Jen Tui Health. That's J-E-N-C-U-I Health. Um, you can also reach out to me on my website, com. There you can see everything about my programs and working with me and also contacting me. So I'd love to talk with you guys there.
0: Well, Jen, thank you so much for being on the podcast. If anyone, if you didn't catch any of that, don't worry. It is in the show notes and you will have all the links there. And if you want to continue the conversation, you can head to our free online community. Jen, thank you again for being on the show and thank you for listening. Take care.